listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. We are broadcasting live from Transform at the Greenhouse booth, and we're going to be talking with Clarence and Marcus about DEI. So why don't we do introductions first? Clarence, why don't you do uh, introduce yourself real quick? Sure. Clarence Lull. I am the current Global Head of Talent Acquisition at Planet Labs. Uh, we're an organization that builds and maintains satellites that take pictures of the entire Earth every single day. Very nice. Very nice. And Marcus? Marcus Sawyer. Um, as you can hear, I've got my husky voice on today. Um, it's kind of sexy. <laughs> I have to admit, it's kind of sexy. I spent the um, last 18 years in HR tech and recruiting. I led digital transformation for the Adeco Group, buying, building, and investing companies, and then founded my own organization, which is called EQ Community. It's focused on diverse talent, so it's a diverse talent platform and a members platform where we empower people to get access to opportunities. Very cool. Okay. Well, we could just talk about that and skip the whole DEI stuff, but this is, well, let's not skip the DEI stuff. So let's do, the first part of this is what we think we're doing well, what do you think that we've made some strides in? Clarence, we'll start with you. What do you, what do you think that we're, if you look back a couple of years today, what do you think we've done well? Honestly, I think the thing that we've done the best is the focus and attention. So there's clearly a lot of passion that is being funneled towards this problem, which is obviously a very big one to take care of. It's something that, again, it goes beyond organizations and business. It's been systemic since society was essentially accepted. Um, so really just trying to be intentional about what we're doing, I think, is the best thing that we've done is starting to funnel focus to where it really is needed. So it's uh, probably the intentionality and maybe yeah. even a little bit of budget. Yeah. Hiring, actually, yeah, hiring, people. hiring people, putting budget behind it. I think more exec rooms, more boardrooms are actually having this discussion, not just on a quarterly basis, almost on a daily basis in right. terms of paying attention to it. And if you don't have that top down type of focus, you're never actually going to have intentional change. You know, I think people are starting to recognize more and more that this situation is not something that's going to be solved by a people team or you know, a director of DEIB as a hire being brought in, it needs to be intention from the entire organization from top to bottom and everybody has to have uh, that type of, you know, push towards it or else you're never really going to capture the momentum. Right. Marcus, what's your take? What do you think we've, we've done well or we're doing well right now? Yeah, I think it's similar. My um, thought process was around awareness, point blank. Um, but there's some challenges with that. Because after the awareness, then what? Right. Like maybe we can talk about that, but I think the awareness has been key to make it a topic that is seemed important initially. Right. It's, it's funny, someone said this earlier and it really kind of hit me, is that her grandmother who's out of the workforce, knows what diversity and inclusion, you know, like, like they, she has actually, she's read enough, you know, she, on the news, she's seen it. So the awareness point to your point, Marcus, we're talking about it more. Great. Now let's talk about the other side of what could we be doing a better job of and uh, where could we make better strides, et cetera. We'll, we'll do the same thing. Clarence, where would you like to see us focus DEI and do a better job? I think channeling that passion, the intentionality into tactical outcomes. Right. I still think that a lot of the decisions that are made are made in vacuums. And so I'm going to focus on hiring, right? That's the portion that right. I uh, focus on. And a lot of times there is a lot of passion behind building more diverse pipelines or making more diverse hires, however you want to define that. But at the end of the day, when time, tension, 
business outcomes start to become pressure points, those decisions start to waver in terms of, you know, matching with that that intention overall. And so the focus is there. The outcomes still aren't really pushing the needle the way that they should. Um, like I said, it's a very large problem. I still think we need to focus a lot more on education as well. There are interesting studies out there that show potentially if you do more unconscious bias training, it actually leads to out- adverse outcomes that people can be right. more biased right. yeah, in their right. decision making because they're almost hyper-focused on it. They're overthinking right. uh, some of these things that can lead to tokenization at times yep. when you may just need a baseline of understanding that you know your brain is a machine and you have bias inherently and you need to be able to check it. Right. Um, I think there needs to be much more you know bigger conversations uh, around that and how we manage the education. Also, a lot more holding up mirrors to, to people around the decisions they're making and the right. intentions that they have. That's on the promotion side. That's on everything, everything. Yeah. hiring, yeah. sourcing. Do you, do you look at like slates of candidates when you, you know, for a particular hiring manager or whatever, do you, do you try to diversify, diversify a slate? Yeah. So there, there was a point in time where there was an OKR around getting two or more uh, underrepresented candidates to the final stage of the interview process. But what we were finding was it was actually, again, leading to an adverse outcome that you had representation at that stage, but you actually didn't have a path through to completed offers for those folks. And so people were moving them through to meet OKRs, but they right. weren't actually having the intention of making those uh, oh, hires wow. overall, they're still making the same decisions. And right. so we've changed our mindset a little bit huh. uh, in terms of how we're educating the business around the, the decisions they're making and then how are we looking as um, you know a division within the org uh, uh, around that top of funnel. So looking really critically at the application stage and the hiring manager it's stage. It's like the Art Rooney rule in yeah. professional full, football, yep. right? Yep. It's exactly. like you need to, you need to, you're forcing a person to, to interview somebody they have no intention of hiring whatsoever. It's like, don't do that. that yeah. That's not good for anybody. Yeah. So uh, we, we've shifted our focus to finding, you know, almost like giving the opportunity, like making sure that we have representation at that top. And then we're checking through the pipeline as they pass through to see if we have any issues there, right? Are there biased technical assessments that are occurring or... Um, are certain hiring managers potentially being, you know, blockers in, in, in different areas? Or do we have a top of funnel problem in the first place? So right, 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 right. Yeah. Could, be a sourcing, mm-hmm. could be a sourcing challenge. Yeah. Marcus, what about yourself? I mean, you started a company, so, you know, you probably have a bunch of things here. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah. could we be doing better from your perspective? So I was thinking about, like, wh- where do I start here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like eating a whale with, yeah. a, with a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I think um, one of the big parts as well as bringing people into the organization is the retention piece. Yep. So how you actually keep that talent. Um, so that's one more on the kind of, I want to say D&I lens. Right. I think a, a, a corporate lens. It's the incentive structure. Right. So. And you're uh, thinking about programmatically, how do we, or with intention, how do we actually retain if we've done a, a good job of actually bringing folks in, how do we keep them? Exactly. Um, okay. And what environment do you set up in order to make sure that's an inclusive environment to keep that talent? So um, it's all like customers, right? You can do a lot of new business, but retention is key. Right. And that's how you grow. And so if you get the retention right, then you'll generate referrals. And if you do the retention at the top level, you generate even more and more referrals. You know, people don't talk about that enough. It's like if you do this part right and you actually retain, let's, let's you know, pick an uh, underrepresented group. If you do a really good job there, and again, through both recruiting and into the organization and promotions, 
They're going to tell other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the opposite is also true. Yeah. If you do a horrible job, yeah. they're going to tell other yeah. people. No, right. but I think that is a really important thing. We always talk about it as you don't want the leaky faucet, right? I think a lot of people focus on bringing them through the door, but not creating an environment that's going to sustain them. Uh, make them not just successful, but thrive in terms right. of the roles that they're right. uh, a part of. And, and I, I do see that a lot. A lot of organizations do have success on one end, but a lot of struggles on the other end. And then it's because they're not creating, there's no intentional, mm -hmm. there's no program, there's nothing there, there's not space, there's not mm -hmm. other people. Yeah, it's multifaceted. Yeah, no, I was going to add to that around the um, incentive structure. Yeah. Um, so again, if you look at it like sales, you're incentivized to get new customers and then keep them and inside the organization at the moment it's too much in silos where it's not a uniform incentive like somebody's not losing money internally because they're not hiring or keeping that diverse talent and I think that's a key part of it but in order for you to do that you have to believe that it's not the right thing to do or nice thing to do you have to believe it's a superpower right and so if you believe that then you'll sign up for those incentive programs all day long. Right, right. So measurement. Let's switch gears for a second. Someone brought this up earlier, and in what I, I, I forced her into kind of a, a false construct, but if, uh, if you can only measure one thing uh, in DEI, what would you measure? And she's just like, William, you can't do this to me. But anyhow, she did answer. She goes, I look at, if I were forced into that, I look at promotions. I'm just going to look at my promotion. I'm, I look all across at a lot of different things, but I'm just going to zero in if you have to on promotion because if we're promoting, then it means we're doing some other things right. Or the assumption is we're doing some other things right. Now, my, I won't ask you to pick one thing, but like when you look at DEI, how do you know if we're getting there? How do you know if we're not just kind of, you know, not necessarily like make it might look better? But we're not really actually moving the needle. So, Clarence, why don't you, why don't you go first? What do you? I, what do, you I do think promotions is a really big one. What we've done a great job of is disaggregating our data, so really drilling down so that we can see the difference uh, amongst different types of groups. You know, again, amongst various definitions and how they're progressing internally within the organization. So, promotions, their comp structure. So, again, how are they being incentivized as well? At least on the cash side, uh, on that well, equity as well. But right. really looking at that critically. Uh, making sure that we have parity amongst that as they move. And not the, the off, off topic just a little bit, but are you ever curious about managers that don't promote? Like, like you know, the, that old yeah. bit about, I didn't quit the company, I quit the manager, Yeah. right? Yeah. And we've all heard that. So it's like, well, can we, with the data, can we find the ones that don't promote? Like, can we... <laughs> <laughs> I think what we've done a good job at least of are having those difficult conversations with those managers when they're putting certain folks up for promotion and not others. And right. we we're talking about like, why is that? And also looking critically at the language that's being used inside those performance reviews as well. Oh yeah, right? good point. Um, so comparing like is language uh, talking about interpersonal relationships when it's, you know, talking about somebody that may be uh, female or non-binary compared to their male counterpart in the same way, you right. know, if you know, somebody, again, that identifies as female or non-binary, are they perceived as aggressive when they're pushing back on different topics right. compared to a male counterpart who's standing up and, you know, providing counter arguments? Right. So looking at those things and bringing them up and challenging them of what, what truly is meaningful here. That is fantastic. Marcus, what's your take? What, um, what do you think about measurement? Yeah, so um, representation at all levels in relation and relative to the population. Right. So if you think... 13% African-Americans in the United States 
in tech, you see three to four percent, but then you have to dissect it and segment it and look at all the different levels. Right. So I think that's a, 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 a key measure. If I was to look at a thing again, and you mentioned uh, as far as um, a measurement. Right. Right. Um, right. You're talking about promotions, and I think it's a similar thing, but referrals, and then what springs oh, to mind nice. is net promoter score. Right. So right. how willing are you to refer this right. organization to a friend or colleague? That cuts that through a lot yeah. of the, the, the stuff there, because if you get right down to it, if they're not willing to refer somebody, something's not right, right? Yeah. Something, we don't know what it is, but something's not right. Yeah. Um, y'all have been wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. The Great voice is raspy, Terrence. but it's sexy. It's good. It's working for you. <laughs> <laughs>